Taiwan has announced the schedule for its annual Hanguang military drills. The drills will be split into a computerized tabletop exercise from May 15th to 19th, followed by a live fire component from July 24th to 28th. The exercises will simulate an attack from China focusing on five areas, including intercepting the enemy at sea, breaking through a blockade, combating attempts to land, protecting vital infrastructure, and incorporating civilian assets. The 39th annual Hanguang drills will be split into two stages. A tabletop exercise will be held in May, followed by live fire exercises in July, focusing primarily on anti-landing operations. The focus will be on preserving combat capabilities as well as strengthening maritime interception and convoy protection capabilities. We will draw on some of the lessons of the Ukraine-Russia war and the realities of the current enemy threat and run response scenarios based on the PLA's military forces. The Hanguang drills will test the combat readiness of the armed forces. Reporters asked if U.S. military advisors would be helping with reserve force training. Our exchanges and training programs with the U.S. and our allies are carried out according to our annual plans. Regarding details on personnel, we will refrain from unnecessary commentary. Although the Biden administration has now approved nine arms sales to Taiwan, there have been delivery setbacks due to the pandemic and the Ukraine-Russia war. So far, only a handful of launch vehicles have made it through from an order of anti-tank missile systems, leaving Taiwan still waiting for the ammunition. Missile delivery has been affected by the pandemic pandemic, chip shortages, and issues with U.S. manufacturing. The missiles are not yet in transit. However, the procurement case is still within our schedule. We are continuously communicating with the U.S. military to get information on equipment delivery, and we hope that the equipment will be delivered as soon as possible. The defense ministry said it would communicate with the U.S. in hopes of expediting delivery. It said that, amid the Chinese threat, Taiwan would continue to strive for peace but prepare for war so that it can respond to any changes in the Taiwan Strait. Taiwanese activist Yang Zhiyuan has been formally arrested in China on suspicion on secession. The charge carries a potential sentence of life imprisonment. China has also moved against Taiwan-based publisher Li Yanhe, who writes with a pen name Fu Cha. Li went missing while visiting family in Shanghai in March. China confirms that it's investigating him for endangering national security. When confirming Li's detention, Chinese authorities also warned of severe punishment for pro-independence individuals. Taiwan's mainland affairs council blasted Beijing for using intimidation tactics and exercising long-arm jurisdiction over Taiwan. Taiwan's Straits Exchange Foundation said it was taking action over the two cases. On April 27, 1993, then Straits Exchange Foundation Chairman Gu Zhenfu had a historic summit in Singapore with Wang Daohan, the head of China's Association for Relations across the Taiwan Straits. On the meeting's 30th anniversary, current SEF Chairman David Lee once again urged China to engage in dialogue based on the principle of equality. As history progresses, our way of thinking should keep up with the times. We do not want cross-strait communication to stagnate, because that would only give rise to suspicion and misjudgment. 
I would once again like to call on the Chinese government to step out of its old framework and be more open-minded, to adopt a pragmatic approach for cross-strait relations that does not carry political preconditions. We should learn from the experiences of our predecessors to overcome the many obstacles in our way and jointly work to ensure the highest level of well-being for the people on both sides of the strait. Please stress that communication and cooperation were the only ways to resolve cross-strait conflict and maintain peace and stability. Meanwhile, the Mainland Affairs Council reiterated that neither side of the Taiwan Strait was subordinate to the other, and that disputes should be put aside in order to promote exchanges on concrete issues. Maintaining peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait is the shared responsibility of both sides. We call on China to face up to the fact that the ROC exists and to the objective status quo that the two sides of the strait are not subordinate to each other. I hope that neither side of the strait forgets the original aspirations of the Kuwang summit 30 years ago. That is, to maintain the spirit of mutual understanding and of setting aside our differences so that cross-strait communication channels can soon be fully restored. The Kuwang summit led to the signing of four agreements, including one pertaining to cross-strait document verification. On Wednesday, Li conducted an inspection tour of Taiwan's 30-year-old verification operation. He said the SCF would continue on its mission to promote cross-strait communication, exchanges and services. A diplomatic controversy is brewing as former President Ma Ying-jeou attends the Delphi Economic Forum in Greece. The organizer initially listed his title as former president of Taipei before correcting it to former president of Taiwan after the foreign ministry lodged a protest. However, the forum has since changed it again, this time to for former leader of Taipei. This latest title has sparked an outcry from lawmakers and government officials in Taiwan. He represents the dignity and sovereignty of the country. For the organizer to invite him and to address him by an inappropriate title is extremely impolite and disrespectful to him. Everyone saw the organizer change his title back and forth. I think that most people would cancel their speech because of it. The office of former President Ma and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs are working together on this issue, but making a voice heard on the international stage is a must. If they meant to denigrate Taiwan using China's methods when they invited him, then they approached him in bad faith. If they refuse to make changes after being reminded about this over and over again, then it's clear that they stand with China. Taiwan's foreign ministry says it will continue to push the organizer for a correction. It also called on Ma to reconsider his presence at the event if his title isn't rectified. Ma is scheduled to address the forum on Friday, giving a talk on geopolitical tensions in East Asia. The Council of Agriculture has unveiled a new variety of Taiwanese potato. The humbly named Seed Number no. 6 took more than 10 years to develop. It's hardy, easy to store, versatile, and tastes great in all kinds of recipes. Officials hope it will enable farmers to cut the pesticides on fields because it is resistant to pests. But when can you get your hands on the Seed Number no. 6? Well, due to legal and agricultural factors, 
It won't be in stores until 2025. Seed number six potatoes are sliced. They have a rich taste, whether cooked simply or made into chips. The Council of Agriculture spent 10 years cultivating this new variety, which is suitable for fresh consumption or processing. It has a 15% higher yield than the popular Kennebec variety. It's quite similar to the Japanese Danshaku potato. It's a dual-use variety, good both fresh and processed, so it has a rich taste when made into chips, and it's fairly crispy. It has a great taste when steamed, boiled, fried, or made into food products like mashed potato. Seed number six is large and its tubers are of a consistent size. They rarely break and they have an excellent ability to resist environmental challenges and pests. The COA is currently applying for a variety patent. They hope seed number six will reduce the use of pesticides because it's so hardy and easy to plant. Seed number six has gone through more than 10 years of trials. It is quite hardy in terms of its environment, so I believe that it will do very well once it gets into the market and into production. It takes 110 days to grow a potato, as well as extra time to cultivate and transplant the seedlings. All of that has to happen over the fall and winter. That means you won't see seed number six in stores until 2025 at the earliest. It will take three years, mainly because we need to follow the systems of healthy seedling production as we promote the planting and production of the seed to farmers. So we need a bit of time to keep it healthy. Agriculturalists hope seed number six will reduce management issues for farmers while allowing them to use fewer harmful chemicals on their crops and enabling Taiwan to enjoy more homegrown taddies. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and have you made any special plans? Hotels around Taiwan are getting creative with French-style desserts, state banquet meals, DIY classes, and massages. Join our reporter Stephanie Yang for a sneak peek. The Regent Hotel has launched four desserts for Mother's Day. There's this cake inspired by Marquis de Pompadour of the Bourbon Dynasty. The cakes symbolize the beauty and power of mothers. There's also a lollipop bouquet and even a berry and lychee queen pie, which was inspired by the French dessert Galate de Wah King's Pie. This year, our hotel's Mother's Day theme is flowers. Aside from the 3D cakes we sell yearly, there are also lollipop bouquets, chocolate flower gifts, and the very popular Queen's Pie. The Grand Hotel is offering a taste of dishes, desserts, and drinks served as state banquets in the past. This state banquet meal is already very popular on normal days, but the demand is even greater for Mother's Day. As for our Mother's Day food and beverage services, about 80% of the state banquet reservations have already been booked, and our rooms are already 90% booked. The Hilton Taipei Xingban is offering afternoon tea and DIY activities. Whether it's mothers, mother-daughter pairs or sisters, those who come to our hotel for afternoon tea on May 10th or May 11th can participate in a DIY activity using wool. Xuanchen Taipei has offered a room package for patrons to stay in the premier king room and receive massages in May. Meanwhile, Courtyard by Marriott Taipei downtown will provide an additional half lobster on Dexin 
designated dates. Hotels around Taiwan hope to give mothers a relaxing and memorable Mother's Day. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Wu Junde in Taipei. Some 52,000 flu cases were reported last week, along with 24 severe cases and three deaths. The Taiwan CDC says the flu epidemic is on a slow rise. Public funding for flu medication will be extended until May 31st. But it's not just the flu. Enterovirus is also making a comeback. Last week, there were nearly 8,000 cases marking a six-year high for this time of year. Authorities say the outbreak could enter the epidemic phase within two weeks and could peak before summer vacation begins. And now on to the weather. Northeasterly winds will usher in showers to many parts of the country this weekend. But they are not expected to bring much relief to the drought-stricken south. Meteorologists say the rain forecast next month also looks bleak, with heavy showers unlikely until early June. Northeasterlies are blowing in, sending temperatures plummeting. The CWB says the winds will bring showers to windward areas of Taiwan, as well as mountainous regions in the center and south. Seizing a chance to make rain, the Water Resources Agency deployed drones to seed clouds above Shuman Reservoir. Windward areas will receive rain, and mountainous areas could get hit by afternoon thunderstorms. From Saturday night to Sunday, as the front moves toward the seas north of Taiwan, windward areas will see heavier downpours. There will be a higher likelihood of precipitation in the north, in the eastern half, and in mountainous areas in central and southern Taiwan. From Saturday night to Sunday, another wave of northeasterly winds is due to sweep in, bringing localized showers to central and northern Taiwan and mountainous areas in the south. Storage at Tainan's Tsengwen Reservoir is down to 6.4 percent, while the Baihe Reservoir is only at 16.7 percent. Both reservoirs need a boost from the annual plum rains, but forecasters say relief is unlikely in May. In May, Taiwan and the South China Sea will be engulfed by the North Pacific High, meaning southwesterly winds won't be able to blow into the South China Sea. The anti-cyclone may only start weakening after June 4th or 5th. The conditions for plum rains will start developing around mid-May, but favorable indicators for the rains won't emerge until June. Southwestern winds will impact Taiwan more in May, and several fronts may hit Taiwan. The CWB says that the conditions for plum rain will start taking shape in May, but that rainfall won't reach seasonal norms until June. As southern regions continue the struggle with drought, it looks like they'll have to hold out longer for relief. A retired National Kaohsiung Normal University professor is devoting herself to music classes for kids in remote schools. Huang Jiujian is the former head of National Kaohsiung Normal University's College of Arts. She organizes concerts and musical theater classes at schools in the mountains of Kaohsiung. We caught up with Huang at Guangxing Elementary School, where she's teaching the musicians of tomorrow the ukulele. A student strums a ukulele happily. There are just 41 students here at Guangxing Elementary School in Kaohsiung's Meinong Township. Ukulele classes from retired professor Huang Jiujun have brought out their musical passion and confidence. I 
Our teacher, Jodrin, has been holding a musical concert every year. This year, she also held a children's musical theater performance in Dadong Art Center, which the children took very seriously. Huang led the students in intensive rehearsals to increase their stage confidence. There are just a few dozen students at some schools. We brought a couple of hundred children from 15 schools together. They may have never performed like this with other children their own age. They encouraged each other, and we gave them some confidence so they could think, oh, I'm not all alone. There are lots of other children living in remote areas, and we're all in this together. The 15 schools are all over Kaohsiung's mountainous regions. Huang has been dedicated to musical education for several decades. Now retired, she spends her free time bringing her passion and inspiration to schools in remote areas. I hope there's a ukulele club in the future, maybe at junior high. I would consider joining. I think it has a fun rhythm, and I really like the sound of it. Words like that are music to Huang's ears. Her passion gets her up early to spend her retirement helping children find joy in performance. It's that time of the year again, the tax season. This year, taxpayers are encouraged to file using the Tax Bureau's website or its mobile app. If you file online, you can get your refund as early as July 31st, while filing manually will require waiting till the end of October. And although it can be easier to take the standard deduction, it can be worth the effort to itemize instead. If your itemized deductions exceed your standard deduction, you should itemize. For those with a spouse, the standard deduction is 248,000 NT. If you exceed that amount, itemizing your deductions is more advantageous. This year, the Tax deductible allowance for basic living expenses will be raised by 4,000 NT to reach 196,000 NT. Filings can start on May 1st and must be completed by May 31st. If you can't pay your taxes in full, you can apply for an extension of up to one year or an installment plan of up to three years. The Children Are Us Foundation provides training to people with disabilities in order to help them find jobs. For the past 15 years, trainees of the foundation have prepared big goods and prepared lunchboxes to send to over 800 rural primary schools in Taiwan. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang has the story. They slowly squeeze icing onto the cookies. These cookies are decorated with various designs, such as musical notes, a smiley face, and the word love. These cookies were made by trainees at the Children Are Us Foundation. Taiwanese singer Eric Cho is ambassador of the Children Are Us Foundation. He encourages more people to join the cause by purchasing these cookies to help more children around Taiwan. We spent a day making cookies. I was very touched by the final edit of the video. The cookies are really delicious and they go well with coffee. 
If you haven't tried them before, you should. The Children RS Foundation offers training to people with disabilities in order to help them find jobs. Every month, trainees at the foundation prepare boxes filled with baked goods. They personally deliver the boxes to remote schools around Taiwan. There are many children on the mountain, and their parents may not have a stable income. So 15 years ago, we started partnering with companies. They buy the delicious food made by the trainees, and then we deliver it to children living in the mountains. Some children don't have the opportunity to eat such delicious food. We choose a few schools every semester, and we will send lunchboxes to the mountains every week. Over the past 15 years, they have donated lunch boxes to over 800 rural primary schools in Taiwan. The foundation selects a few schools every semester and sends meals to them every week. The meal box changes every week, so I am always looking forward to see what I will receive this week. Because I have been helped before, I am willing to help others in the future. The foundation encourages the public to donate so that more lunchboxes can be sent to remote villages around Taiwan. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Hong Kai in Taipei.